my goodness. Oh, I've been laughing off camera. And I'm just coming out of the end of my giggles. Folks, I saw this picture right here. I saw this picture right here and couldn't even stop laughing. I mean, if you want a visual representation of how far, how far the Ron DeSantis for president campaign has fallen, all you have to do is look at this. This is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's so sad, it's funny. I'm going to quote here Jim Hoft over at the Gateway Pundit. Ron DeSantis is an excellent governor, but this is just embarrassing. Whoever he hired to run his campaign should be ashamed. The governor's crowds are drying up like a trickle. Ron's momentum is like a leaky faucet. And then someone posted this, a Ron DeSantis rally versus Donald Trump rally two days apart, Trump 2024. And they have this uh, set of pictures here. I think it's the same event. All right, but uh, DeSantis isn't the only one that's embarrassing. Let's go over to, uh, let's go over to our friend, Mike Pence, who uh, had a, he had an event and uh, this is what happened as he came out of that pent. Uh, event people were asking him and harassing him. So if that wasn't very clear for you, I put the transcript. A dozen Trump supporters approached Mike Pence's vehicle during an event on Friday yelling, That's a traitor. You're a sellout. And why didn't you uphold the Constitution? I upheld the Constitution. Pence shouts back. They continue to badger him. And Mike Pence tells them, read it. Talking about the Constitution. Now, before we get on to some Trump clips from his rally in South Carolina, Charleston, South Carolina, uh, this weekend. Let's go back to Ron DeSantis. Now, some folks don't like President Trump because, and I think this is a valid criticism, if you will, and it was funny the first time around the name-calling, low-energy, uh, Ron DeSantis, and all that kind of stuff, but some people don't like that. I don't think it's presidential. And they asked Ron DeSantis about this. Now, before I play you this clip uh, from Ron DeSantis, um, the uh, looking at this picture again of, of hardly anyone at his event, I have a new name for Ron DeSantis. Feel free to use it. And when people laugh at you and say, hey, that's a good one, say, yeah, I got it from BCP and tell them about this show. We we're, we're trying to grow this uh, program and we need your help. People just don't know about the BCP podcast. But uh, I'm going to call him Ron the Sad Mess. 
the sad mess. I don't, I don't know. It sounded better in my head when, before I said it out loud. But not Ron DeSantis, not Ron DeSanctimonious, but Ron the sad mess. So sad that he had to mess with a good thing he's doing in Florida and run too early and just piss off all of MAGA. Okay, so maybe Ron the sad mess doesn't sound as good as I thought it did in my head. Here's Ron DeSantis asked, what are you going to do about the name-calling tactic of President Trump? Follow-up for you, Governor. You get on that debate stage with Donald Trump and he starts to belittle you. How are you going to respond? So here's the thing. These insults are so phony. These insults are juvenile. That is not the way a great nation should be conducting itself. That is not the way the President of the United States should be conducting himself. So I enjoy the debate. You know, people in New Hampshire have been great. They're opinionated. Let's have those debates about the issues. I'm not going to insult somebody, somebody's looks or somebody's dress or something like that. Uh, I wouldn't teach my kids to treat people like that. We have a six, five and a three year old. We teach our kids to treat people the way you would want to be treated uh, yourself. Give me your opinion down below. What do you think of President Trump's name calling? Do you think it's juvenile? Do you think it's uh, beneath the president? Do you think it's gotten old? I think this is a legitimate, though very not as important, criticism of President Trump. That's my opinion. I want to see what uh, you think uh, below. Regardless, President Trump is very popular. Here's the crowd in South Carolina for the Trump rally over the weekend. All right, let's get into some highlights from President Trump this weekend. Why is President Trump so popular among all socioeconomic groups in America, except for like the total elitists who love and take advantage of crony capitalism? Why do Americans love President Trump and despise Joe Biden? Maybe it has to do with the fact that President Trump is absolutely great for the average American's pocketbook and bank account. Crooked Joe Biden cares only about enriching his own family, as you probably have heard. I care about enriching your family. I gave up a lot to do this job, I'll tell you. I gave up a lot to deal with these thugs. You know what I get? Because I've done a good job, I get to deal with thugs. So as soon as we get back in the White House, I will end the disaster known as Bidenomics, and we will once again implement the proven economic formula that puts America first. We're going to put America first. They don't put America first. Biden enriches himself and his friends and just does whatever the Soros, Obama people tell him to do. President Trump proven to be great for the economy of the average American. Those low interest rates high employment, high home purchases, low inflation, low interest rates, things were rocking and rolling. Now, one of the reasons that the left absolutely despises President Trump is because he's an actual leader. And he is a leader of a patriotic movement. And what's scarier than a whole bunch of patriots who love freedom 
and a very rich and powerful man who is one of them and leading them. That's why all these phony indictments. If President Trump was, I don't know, like a Ron the Sad Mess, he probably would be spared the ire. But because he is a leader of a movement, they have the bullseye on him. I don't like that deal, but that's okay. No, I'm being indicted for you. I'm being indicted because of what we've done, and I'm being indicted because they're afraid of all of us, because we have a movement that's never been seen in the history of our country. Make America great again, MAGA. It's never been seen. There's never been anything like this. And never forget, our enemies want to stop us because we are the only ones who can stop them. We're the only ones. And this is why this election is so important. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. I'll never let that happen. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. And in the end, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just standing in their way, and I will never stop standing in their way. You're going to be protected. I promise you this. If you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over, and America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We're not a free nation. We are not a free nation because we don't even have free and fair elections. And to protect the big lie that Joe Biden legitimately won the presidency, they are criminalizing freedom of speech, our First Amendment right, to say that the election was stolen and rigged. And President Trump commented on that as well, because that is essentially the basis of this sham impeachment against President Trump, this third one by Jack Smith, that he lied, that he lied about the election. Even if he lied, it's still his First Amendment right to say that he thinks the elections were stolen. They are trying to criminalize, and they're doing a good job of it, unfortunately. How many J6ers are being abused in prisons right now? They are criminalizing free speech. And President Trump knows exactly what that leads to. But in the other case, it's free speech. This means that we cannot ever criticize or look after election. Once that happens, you have tyranny. We can't look at elections. We cannot criticize. Well, Hillary Clinton criticized, and all of these, Stacey Abrams still hasn't conceded. I mean, all of these people criticize. I mean, you would have half of Congress right now in jail. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He is criticizing the election. And let me tell you, there's a lot to criticize, which you'll find out over the coming weeks. Isn't it terrible that a political opponent, though, can haphazardly charge you with a fake crime in the middle of your campaign in order to interfere with your time, your money, your message, and there is nothing you can do in theory to stop this travesty of justice? Isn't that a shame? It is a shame, and it's very sad, pathetic, and scary irony that the fake president is silencing the real winner who should be in the Oval Office for talking about the crooked elections by crookedly interfering via his DOJ in those said elections. Let's just assume Joe Biden was an actually legitimately elected president. In 2024, it would be obvious, even if you don't believe that the elections were rigged, that you'd have to dump Biden and go back to Trump. One of the most important issues of the campaign 
will be who can rescue our country from the burning wreckage of Bidenomics. You know what that stands for, right? Henceforth, it'll be defined as inflation, taxation, submission, and failure. Under my leadership, we built the greatest economy in the history of the world. We actually built the greatest economy in the history of the world. And you were a big beneficiary in South Carolina. In fact, we did it twice. And when I get back in the Oval Office, and I always say we because we're getting back. It's not me, it's we. But we will do it once again, and it'll be bigger and better and stronger than ever before. With all of the things you're watching, and it's horrible. I looked at New York City last night with what's going on there. I look at Chicago. I look at all of these different places, all run by Democrats, by the way. But day one, the Biden economic bust will be replaced with the historic Trump economic boom. We're going to have a boom like beyond what we had. It's obvious. It's obvious. And that is why the polling data supports people want Trump over Biden. As a matter of fact, Trump mentioned this in South Carolina, but he did it in a more colorful Trump way. And by the way, virtually every poll, we're kicking Biden's ass. And that's the problem. That's the problem. And if I wasn't, if I wasn't, we wouldn't be under investigation by deranged Jack Smith. He's a deranged human being. You take a look at that face, you say, that guy is a sick man. There's something wrong with him. Absolutely. Looks like Terrence Stamp in the Superman 2 movie, General Zod. But he does have a very evil, demonic look about him and energy as well. I don't think you have to have a super spirit of discernment to understand that pure evil is coming out of Jack Smith. And pretty much everyone at the Department of Justice. President Trump also tackling the evil of the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland who appointed Jack Smith special counsel. And they are all being the brown shirts, the enforcement arms, the Gestapo of the illegitimate Biden regime. Persecuting Republicans and conservatives, Christians, Catholics, the Catholic churches under siege by these crooked prosecutors. But they have people that murder and they know where they are and they don't do anything about it. I will direct a completely very, very powerful overhaul of the DOJ. We're not going to have cowards. We're not going to have cowards like Bill Barr, who, when he heard, sir, I'm going to be impeached. They're going to impeach me, sir. They're going to impeach me. I said, that's okay. I got impeached twice. My numbers went up. Don't worry about it, Bill. No, sir, they're going to impeach me. Now, how do you not get impeached? You do everything they want you to do. He was a coward. But President Trump, I love you, but I have to disagree with you on this one. It is more than just Bill Barr being afraid of being impeached. He is a cover-upper and an operative of the establishment. Reminder, he hid the Hunter Biden laptop from hell. He did not investigate the stolen election of 2020. He was the interim, de facto interim, Attorney General for the fake president, Joe Biden, and that's why Joe Biden was able to come in with 17 executive orders his very first day in office. That was coordinated with Barr and the interim attorneys general before Merrick Garland. Started with Barr. Yeah. 
And then we know that he's also cooperated with this sham special counsel. And it looks like CNN just cornered him and we're getting even more information via silence that Bill Barr is cooperating with all of what's going on in J- with Jack Smith, including trying to silence President Trump and denying him his First Amendment rights. CNN, of all places, cornering Bill Barr. It's my personal opinion. We'll see if the government can prove it beyond a reasonable doubt. You spoke to the January 6th Congressional Committee. Have you talked to Jack Smith's investigators? I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to get into that. Okay. You came out on December 1st. You were there on election. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that, yes, Bill Barr has cooperated with Jack Smith and his investigators in going after Trump. And, of course, all of this is allowed to happen because we have Swamp Creature Kevin McCarthy, who's all talk and no action. And we also have Swamp Creature Supreme Mitch McConnell in the Senate. And it appears that President Trump knows that Mitch McConnell is compromised. This is what he told Lindsey Graham in South Carolina this weekend. And they better do and stop just handing out money every time. Uh, 1.7 to the Democrats and they get 10 votes. It's, I'm telling you, Lindsey, they have something on Mitch McConnell. There's no way that he's doing this. They've got something on Mitch McConnell. It's a terrible thing that's happening with that guy and with the, uh, with the whole, they got to step up. Uh, The House is stepping up. They're working hard and they are stepping up. And I think a lot of things are happening, but we'll see. We'll see if the House actually does anything, which would be at least an impeachment inquiry to lead to impeachment, but probably not. Kind of hard to get things done when you have a politician like Kevin McCarthy at the helm. All right, I want to end with this. This is uh, Kaylee McEnany and the filling in for Hannity, and we have Joe Biden taking directions from Obama and Soros, of course, but everything that's happening with President Trump is a lie that Joe Biden doesn't know what's going on and it's not communication. It's at his request, at his behest, that the DOJ go against his political opponent. This is third world banana republicanism that we're seeing here. Joe Biden is telling them to go after President Trump because that's what he's being told by his Soros Obama handlers. The timing for this whole getaway for our commander in chief is super convenient for him. This was like whisked away right as the DOG molly former President Trump with yet another criminal indictment in order to just distract the public from, I guess, the firestorms surrounding his problem child, Hunter. The 50-something-year-old man who should be able to fend for himself? A Republican operative made the following remarks recently, saying, quote, Biden should not say one word on this. The second he does, he politicizes the DOJ investigation. And that's exactly what is happening. For all intents and purposes, Biden is essentially in witness protection right now. He's as far away from reporters and cameras and microphones as he can possibly be. While the government officials, they're just doing all the dirty work. So get this, Joe Biden repeatedly refuses to comment on the Trump indictments. He insists that he has an entirely independent DOJ. Do you remember this? Mr. President, what do you say to Americans to convince them that they should trust the independence and fairness of the Justice Department when your predecessor, Donald Trump, repeatedly attacks it? 
because you notice I have never once, not one single time, suggested to the Justice Department what they should do or not do relative to bringing a charge or not bringing a charge. I'm honest. I'm honest. I mean, that was a little creepy, but not so quick. An April New York Times article titled Biden's response to Trump's indictment, four ways to say no comment. He's really good at that, isn't he? Well, they have this passage buried 14 paragraphs down. They always bury the really big news way deep down, as you'll notice here. Here's the quote. He does have opinions, he being Joe Biden. In the past, Mr. Biden privately told his close circle of advisors that Mr. Trump posed a threat to democracy, and here's the big point, and he should be prosecuted for his role in the events of January 6th. He also told confidants that he wanted Attorney General Merrick B. Garland to stop acting like a ponderous judge and to take decisive action. That is stunning. Biden privately told aides that Trump should be prosecuted for January 6th, and he wanted Merrick Garland to take decisive action? That is an explosive allegation buried in the New York Times. The New York Times reporters, they are quick to brag when their reporting is confirmed by a Jack Smith indictment. All you got to do is go look at their Twitter feeds. Jonathan Swan, he said this, a striking amount of the Jack Smith indictment is material Maggie and other colleagues first reported. And Maggie Haberman, here she is. Emails from this story Luke and I did over a year ago on page 24 of the indictment. They love to brag. But why are they radio silent about their own reporting that Joe Biden wanted to see a January 6th indictment of his chief political rival? Why aren't they following up on this? And where is the press? Has Corrine Jean-Pierre been asked about this? Nope. Has Joe Biden? No, he hasn't. Where is the so-called adversarial press pursuing this explosive lead? They aren't doing it. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse reminding you that the mainstream media is a freaking joke. And I'm very appreciative, folks, of your support of this program. Those of you who are paid subscribers to watch the video version of this on Patreon, bcpextras.com, or on Locals, which is therealbcp.com. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast bcp on apple.com or applelovesbcp.com share those urls with your friends family and neighbors and then on spotify bcp on spotify.com or you can just go to bcppodcast.com and it'll give you links to different places where the podcast can be found we appreciate it i will be here forever reporting the news i don't plan on retiring i'm not even 50 yet i don't plan on retiring from doing this for another i don't know 10 or 15 years I love this, and I don't know where our country is going. I'm optimistic that President Trump will win in 2024, and we're going to have a great four years of covering that. But if we're disappointed like we are in 2020 and another rigging is allowed to occur, I will be reporting on the revolution. It will be televised, and it will be here. BCP TV. Big hug to all of y'all. Now, I thought that Kay- Kaylee McEnany would be the last thing I play, but I don't really want to end this on a negative note. President Trump has said that, uh, obviously, I just played that, telling him, t- he told Mitch McConnell, look, uh, he told Lindsey Graham, excuse me, 
They've got something on Mitch McConnell, and he's he was kind of hopeful that the House will maybe do something. Well, let me let, let me end with a little bit more of that positivity when it comes to the House and one of the stalwart fighters in the House, Matt Gates. Matt Gates wants to put Special Prosecutor Jack Smith on the receiving end with some questioning. So let me play you Matt Gates the other day on Newsmax talking about what they can do and showing that we do have a few representatives of ours in the legislature that want the right things. Let's just end this episode, make this a happy Sunday with some positive, positive work being done on our behalf in D.C. Well, joining me now, someone who does run the show down in Florida, Congressman Matt Gates, freelance Newsmax primetime host, sir. All right. Appreciate you joining me. I'm sitting here listening. It's like, can you imagine the conversation they had when they were like, just get out of the White House? Yeah, let's hope that Joe Biden doesn't find his way onto a bicycle anywhere. The question isn't what Joe Biden's doing. We already have observed that. The real question is, what is what will House Republicans do? And, Carl, I want to discuss that first. Yeah. House Republicans should immediately demand that Jack Smith present himself for a transcribed interview before the Judiciary Committee in the next 15 days. If he does not do that, we should send a subpoena. If he ignores the subpoena, we should hold him in criminal contempt of the Congress so that he is the first prosecutor in American history to be prosecuting a case while himself under criminal contempt. And if Merrick Garland doesn't enforce that criminal contempt, then we ought to impeach Merrick Garland. Now, the next part is pretty cool. I wasn't really even aware that this was possible. Listen, and by the way, yeah, they should have impeached Garland a long time ago, Alejandro Mayorkas a long time ago, and obviously the fake president, Joe Biden. I know, he should not have to be impeached. He should just be thrown out because he's not the legitimate president. At the very least, he should have been impeached by now. Now, here's some good news, possibly, for President Trump. And by the way, while we're doing all of that to showcase how political and indeed dirty this has all become, we can utilize congressional immunities to immunize President Mm -hmm. Trump. 18 U.S.C. 6002 subpart 3 gives any committee or subcommittee of the Congress the ability to subpoena a witness, bring them in, and functionally immunize them. And if we are not going to stand up for Congress's equities when it comes to election interference, when it comes to misuse of the DOJ. This is all an effort to try to distract us from the very real crimes committed by Hunter and Joe Biden. It's not a coincidence that Joe Biden is going to the beach now, but it is especially not a coincidence yeah. that on the heels of their former business partner, Devin Archer, saying that Joe Biden was functionally the closer, the guy that gave the credibility to the Biden brand for them to engage in international influence peddling, that just on the heels of that, now this indictment reads like a torturing of yeah. First Amendment protected activity. If you don't like the way they run elections, if you want a better way, if you want to offer a constitutionally contemplated objection, they want to make a criminal of you. That's a dangerous thing for the country. And if the House Judiciary Committee and House Republicans won't stand up for Mm -hmm. our republic, then what is the point of having us there anyway? The Congress can immunize President Trump against the election interference of Jack Smith. Wow. That's pretty good news. And I need to look more into that to give you an even better 
and more thorough analysis. So let me do that in a subsequent episode. Thanks for being here, folks. Happy Sunday. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, or if you're listening to this uh, on Monday, hope you enjoyed your weekend. I hope you've noticed that we are back to making this a daily show Monday through Sunday. Let me know if you appreciate that down below. And while you're at it, go ahead and pick up some merch if you'd like and spread the word on social media about this show. That would really help us out. Until the next one, ciao, goodbye, big hug, and God bless. Gotta give us what we want. Uh, Gotta give us what we need. Hey, our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power.